How's it going? Uh, apologies if there's some weird sound trying it for the first time with uh, me not being in studio with Lawrence on my own uh, laptop. We'll see how things go. Lawrence, uh, how are you doing? Oh, yeah, all good. You know, I'm, uh, you know, but hey, we're in uh, Survivor Winners at War, like season 40. You know, I couldn't feel any better, honestly, you know. Yeah, it's been a pretty exciting season so far. Uh, feeling a little different than normally would it's been a little painful to be honest uh i think in the last podcast i stated that you know if even two people out of the players who were parvati or earlier were out of the game by the time we were talking next it would be a pretty disappointing outcome and uh we're at three with my favorite winner uh natalie gone as well to boot so uh pretty tough times for us our fans but we kind of expected that with the sheer amount of players uh being present here the end personalities that we love yeah you know, um how are you liking the season so far lawrence uh yeah i'm, I'm you know i'm loving it honestly like uh both i mean i think first of all the the call tribe not to push too far ahead might be the greatest tribe ever assembled just pure entertainment value i mean tony is peak tony like i could go through each member and just say what they add and then uh you know on the other tribe is a little bit more of a mess but fun gameplay going on and uh i think i'm excited to get into it yeah well let's go ahead and start uh by talking about the major story arc so far and by virtue of the Selai tribe going to tribal council and three out of the four uh tribals so far they've really been the ones to sort of dominate the discussion and the story that we've seen for the season and i'd say the major story that we've seen is old school versus new school Oh, yeah, for sure. That's definitely been a dominant storyline in the season. I think everyone kind of saw that coming in, just looking at the cast. There, you, When you have old school uh, legends like Boston Rob, I guess you can c- consider Parvati old school nowadays, uh, Ethan, and versus the obvious, the, the bountiful uh, new school cast, there was going to be some uh, friction going on there. Yeah, crazy to think that uh, Parvati is now an old-school player, because we're that deep into the series. Um, you know, very much someone who helped define with her Micronesia game what would new-school Survivor come to really look like. Uh, you know, how we got to where we are now, We uh, it all started with that first vote, where that was that big uncertainty on Sele about who's going to go. It seemed like there were conversations happening every two minutes, and target constantly changing what it ultimately amounted to was uh there was the tight trio of harvardy ethan and rob uh sticking together as the old schoolers with danny along with them to boot and sort of in the middle we had ben adam and denise and on the losing side of that first vote we had jeremy michelle and natalie anderson uh, it seemed like ultimately people were fine with Natalie being that first boot, uh, wanting to 
weakened the connection between Jeremy and Michelle, which from what we've seen really hasn't seemed to be weakened at all. Uh, but Jeremy and Natalie were certainly a tight duo that they wanted to take a shot at early on. And uh, Natalie Anderson goes to the edge of extinction. Uh, so even though old school versus new school was the immediate factor with the old school being in much minor numbers, they they got the first point on the board by taking out Natalie. What were your thoughts on uh, on that? Oh, yeah, that one hurt a ton. Huge fan of Natalie. It, very upsetting to see her go out so early. And it, it just it, the way it happened, too, it just it made me sick to, uh, stick to my stomach. I mean, I know someone had to be the first one to go out. But to have such a firecracker like Natalie just leaving first, it really upset me. Uh, on the upside, though, I think she is probably the ideal candidate to go to edge and, you know, make it somewhat exciting as as much as you can make at the edge of ex uh, extinction exciting, by, which you can see by her, you know, dominating the fire token economy. She's a billionaire, as she as she um, mm -hmm. as she uh, stated. So from that perspective, at least she's adding something to my television when I'm forced to watch Edge of Extinction anyway, you know? Yeah, Natalie is now uh, richer than uh, Avi Drake Graham, apparently. At least on Edge of Extinction. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty pretty painful to see Natalie go to Edge of Extinction. That was sort of the opening blow to the entire game that is to come. Uh, the next vote, we saw Amber go down. It wasn't really an old school versus new school situation on, on that tribe. We'll talk about the call uh, in a little bit. We flip back over to Sele in the second episode where they lose again. And Danny Boatwright is the uh, third boot of Winners at War. Uh, I, don't, I don't think anybody really saw this coming uh, if they were completely unspoiled, to be honest. What were your thoughts on uh, Danny being the person who, who went? Yeah, um, just just not great survivor play from her. She pretty much played herself out of a very good position. I think she would have been there for the long haul if she would have just taken the back seat. And at some point, she had to come to the forefront, but if she just waited a little bit longer. And just to like briefly comment on Amber, I mean, I think the fact that we skipped pretty <laughs> quickly past that boot was evidence enough that there wasn't much there either so from a television uh, television perspective again i think them going back to back might have been the best thing for the season honestly as harsh as as uh, harsh as that sounds you know yeah uh for the old school versus new school to see danny one of the old schoolers just be sort of let go and cast off really came back to bite them in the following episode with ethan's boot I think for Danny, it was a simple matter of that that scene where she's watching the other trio sitting on the beach and discussing, and she's just she's just standing there watching and doesn't walk over to go talk to them from what we see. I think is really sort of maybe being out of the game for just too long, not being able to uh, pick it back up, where the simple thing is, well, if you believe that these three people are your alliance, you just walk over and join the conversation. Um to see Danny just sort of crumple and immediately start targeting uh, poverty due to paranoia was uh, definitely painful to watch. I was a little spoiled on her going because that 
day after the episode had aired. I was in London for the past two weeks for the first few episodes of the season. So with them airing locally at like 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning in London, I wasn't necessarily going to be staying up to watch them. I would watch them while I was waiting for my computer to load up and I was browsing Facebook on my phone. One of the first things I saw was that Danny was the boot. And that was a little confusing to me, but I discovered that uh, the episode went on how that happened. But it was a little odd to find things out that way. Yeah, uh, that yeah, I could see how that would be a little <laughs> awkward, you know, figuring it out, uh, you know, just with the time difference and everything. Uh, yeah, but yeah, with, with what are you saying? What are you saying? With, with old school versus new school here, it really is kind of shocking that Rob, Parvati, and uh, Ethan were just sort of so willing to let Danny go here. I understand from Rob's perspective, he felt that Danny had already tried to target him once since we heard in the premiere. Um, he was willing to overlook it the first time, but but really here they 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 should have tried to just pull her back in, calm her down, and remain a tight foursome because as we saw next episode, uh, they didn't have the power anymore when Ethan was taken out to weaken the. The tribe, despite being just the three of them versus the other six people or seven people at that point or five people i guess yeah yeah i this is one of those times where i really wish we had some exit interviews because i just mm. want to know was it them just like not maintaining that alliance well was it them not checking in with her enough uh were they hanging out with her outside of alliance talk uh it, i just I, I need more information before i can fully figure out who the blame goes to more. I mean, obviously it goes to Danny more because she's gone, but mm -hmm. from the perspective of their long-term game, if they weren't uh, putting in the work and, you know, they all could just be rusty. They haven't played survivor in a long time. I mean, except for Rob, who was just mentoring a bunch of survivors for a whole season. Uh, I, I just, it's just, it's just baffling to me that they weren't able to get on the same page. Yeah, we, we talked about the issue Parvati has had in the past of managing the jury, managing those relationships. Uh, maybe, unfortunately, rearing its head already here and clearly not managing her relationship with Danny well enough. I know, but it, yeah, because it just seems like such a no-brainer. You know, you're, you you have, uh, you have, what is it, four solid people with you, and then, you know, if you're a block of four, a solid block of four, that's kind of under the radar before she revealed how close that that old school alliance was i think they they mm -hmm. could have run the table there easily because i feel like there was enough separation with danny and ethan to the point where maybe denise and adam think i have danny and ethan in my back pocket I, who cares if robin uh, robin parvati are here but in the meantime mm -hmm. they would have complete control with just one more vote off so it's just really concerning to me that they weren't able to wrangle that. Yeah. And uh, as we headed into the most recent episode with uh, Ethan's boot, you know, we see at the beginning that after Danny, like you said, outed and confirmed to everybody else that, yeah, there's an old school alliance going on with the remaining trio. We, uh, we saw pretty much all the other players on the tribe wanting to split them up somehow with some varying uh, opinions on who and how. Uh, we so we started the episode off with a, a classic quote from Adam that 
immediately just sort of spelled some a, a bad turn for him in the episode with him talking about how Boston Rob should be playing more like me. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. what, what was your uh, reaction to hearing that uh, that little quote from Adam? Yeah, Adam was definitely feeling himself this episode. And, you know, if everything would have gone off without a hitch, then it would have been brilliant. It would have been more power to him. He he's and he's he felt that it was his moment. And he came out. But the fact that it just went the complete opposite way, it just kind of made him look like a tool, to be honest. And, I, uh, you know, I he wasn't my favorite player during his original season, but he seems like a good guy. So I kind of feel, you know, bad about going hard on him here. But, man, that was rough. <laughs> I understand what uh, Adam was angling for in telling Ethan and telling Rob. I think from what we saw of telling Ethan may not have been the biggest issue, but telling Rob certainly was. And ultimately, the easiest way to sum it up was that Adam wanted to have his cake and eat it too. Right. And it just simply didn't work out for him. And it caused actually, um, even though it's been old school versus new school, very much caused a schism in the new school when Ben, Adam, Denise – no, sorry, Ben, Denise, Jeremy, and Michelle carved out a middle uh, foursome to leave Adam out of the vote and blindside Rob and Poverty as well to take out Ethan. Now, I, I have heard a little bit as to why it was particularly Ethan. Apparently, it was that Jeremy did not want to take out Rob and Michelle did not want to take out Poverty. So with nobody there being there to vouch for Ethan as the person to keep around, likely that would have been Adam had they uh, trusted him enough to include him in the vote. Ethan really was at the fact of person who was willing to uh, try and spin the wheel again on. Yeah, so my I think I think in terms of telling Rob and telling Ethan, I think if you tell Ethan, you got to wait until almost like right before a tribal council if you're going to tell uh, tell him so that he doesn't have time to do anything. And then with Rob, mm -hmm. I just don't think you should ever tell Rob anything like that because he's not going to let it stand. He Even if you tell him right before tribal council, I think he would take over that tribal council and be like, this is what I want to happen. And this is why like I know the plan now. And he would start blowing things up. So I, I just think you got to vote the person out and then – getting Rob's good graces afterwards. Uh, I, I, yeah, I have no clue because be, because at that point, everyone else is complicit in the, in the act. So mm -hmm. I mean, he's kind of has to, has to do something at, at that point, but prior to it, he's able to scramble, uh, reshape the lines and just push Adam out and make him the next target. Yeah. I think, uh, while Rob and Parvati are both excellent players, I think a big reason old school have been uh, succeeding in these first few episodes that we're talking about is because it's always been Rob's way of the highway. Uh, if, if you think about his trajectory, um, he got his way the entire time in Redemption Island. He had his way pretty much the entire time in All-Stars. Uh, when Rob doesn't get his way in a vote and he's still around, he typically goes the second vote like we saw in Heroes vs. Villains. Um, he, he, he has no yielding. He has no give, uh, he's going to play the way he wants. And if you take him out, that's it. That's, that's the game for him. It'll be interesting to see if, uh, he can survive another vote on that tribe, because I think that would probably be a first to Rob to be in the, uh, losing minority for an, uh, more than, you know, uh, a one tribal cycle. 
but so far, old school seems to have been gotten the best of by the new school with uh, maybe a kindred spirit in Adam to uh, try and work back together. Yeah, I think I think uh, Rob is benefiting from even though it's old school versus new school. I think there is a potential for a melding here, mm-hmm. uh, whether there when there is a possible swap or a merge. Because I think Jeremy's looking in the long term and thinking, if I get out Rob, I'm the obvious big target. But if I keep Rob around, we do a swap, we do a merge. He's still there. He's in front of me to take that bullet. And then also, if if they're in a situation where they get numbers. I think that Rob would just carry would have to take Jeremy with him just out of necessity. And, uh, you know, maybe they pick up a Tyson or a Kim mm-hmm. and then they're able to start running the table and, and getting things, uh, getting uh, things done. So I just think he's thinking long term. So I, I, I could see where he's coming from. So I think Rob has a little bit of protection here. And uh, I think it's just, you know, whether or not the they're able to start winning some challenges to the point where, because I think he's got probably like a two vote buffer between uh, Adam and then a Parvati going home. And uh, I just think it's about surviving uh, this, this, uh, this part here. And then hopefully he's able to g- gather up some numbers uh, through a swap or a merge, you know? Yeah, Rob seems at this point the person tied most into the old school versus new school arc, and it'll be interesting to see uh, if it carries on with him, without him, whatever the case may be across these uh, next few episodes. Right, exactly. The other, uh, the other major story arc that I think we have gotten over these first uh, four hours of the show so far are the fire tokens. What are your thoughts on the uh, fire tokens so far? Uh, you know, at this early stage, I'm 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 fine with them so far. I I kind of like the idea of this, you know, survivor economy. It kind of adds a little bit of a fun uh fun aspect to Edge of Extinction, <laughs> which uh, as you can previously tell from previous uh, mentions, I'm not a huge fan. Uh, but I do think it has the potential to get a little bit uh advantage armageddon you know with 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 so many uh potential uh advantages being available so hopefully it doesn't become too unwieldy uh but i'm fine with it so far yeah i think it's definitely spiced up uh edge in a way that makes it still relevant to the actual game i really like the way we've seen the interactions come it's been really exciting to see how natalie uh, has been choosing who to get the advantage to. Um, I think as far as it getting to advantage get in, I think pretty soon we're going to start to see the token counts increase to maybe two tokens per item. We have yet to see any other way for anybody in-game to earn more tokens that probably should be coming sometime soon. But I think there's going to come to a point where people are not going to be able to truly afford the item or maybe not want the item anymore but so far uh fire tokens seem to be working out all right uh i don't really have a huge issue with them i think they could still exist without edge of extinction in future seasons with uh with probe saying that edge of extinction is going to be retired for the foreseeable being done with uh well you find an advantage we have to send it to the other the other tribe 
in order to get a token. But so far, tokens, I'm fine with them. Um, the, I think the biggest point to talk about for them as well is that quote that Nick got in the premiere of talking about the winner of the game is going to be the person who can use the tokens the most effectively. I, I think that's a very obvious quote to include in because it turns out to be true. Um, so in lieu of anybody else at the moment, that person does seem to be Natalie. But as the game goes on, we'll continue to see who's using the tokens, who gets them, and how they're utilizing them to see who are those candidates to fulfill that quote. Yeah, I see. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's kind of, yeah, it just depends on how it goes. I'm trying to think if there's anything beyond that I have about fire tokens, but I feel like we covered all the, the major aspects. Okay, so the uh, moving on to sort of the minor story arcs here across the episodes, uh, because they only went to Tribal once the call, we only saw the dynamics for that one episode in Concrete, and it ultimately came down to uh, the Poker Alliance on one side, the Game Changers trio on the other side, with the free agents in the middle. What were your thoughts on the Amber vote out and how that transpired? Uh, I thought it was just great uh, gameplay by Yule. You know, he just picked this poker alliance thing out of obscurity. Just some YouTube video somewhere deep on the internet that he uh, he scrounged up and he just used it to perfect effect to throw all this doubt towards Tyson and Kim, who going in were just such huge players. Uh, you know, arguably uh, arguably legends of the game as most people on this cast are. And just expert play by Yule, and then also Sophie going uh, going in there and making connections with with Kim, even though she doesn't feel like there's a long term benefit there. At least you know she knows where the idol is; she has half of it. So I just feel like that duo is going to be a major. Uh, they're, they're they're going to be major players for the the rest of the game. Yeah. Uh... It'll be interesting to see if the call even goes to the tribal council again anytime soon in its current iteration. But so far, we've just been sort of killing time, spinning the wheel a little bit with uh, the story arcs there. Um, really interesting to see that the old school versus new school didn't pop up in the same way as it did on Sele. But uh, all the more exciting, I think, for it. It'd be a little boring if we had the same uh, dilemma playing out on both tribes. Yeah, I think the, the, the reason why the old school versus new school dynamic isn't as big there is because if you look at that tribe, I mean, Sandra's old school, of course, but then Yule has almost been gone from the game so long and he has this new survivor vibe about him now that he almost doesn't really even feel like an old school player. So mm. yeah, it's like it, it, w once you discount uh, him and then Sandra just recently was out there helping out new survivors and got to see first game changers the, as well uh, in game changers as well uh it just uh i don't think that dynamic is as clear there you know yeah so i'd, I'd say the other minor story arc that we've sort of seen we'll get into some uh little bits and pieces and long-term threads later on but the other minor story arc i've sort of seen is uh the kids they're all over the premiere the discussion of the kids and leaving them at home multiple Cast members had confessionals talking about it. Uh, something to just keep in mind as this season goes forward that we'll probably see pop up every now and then. 
right? You know, uh, just from listening to Survivor interviews past, I know that there's nothing to do out there. So, you know, talking about family and things of that nature are is a major like sticking point in terms of making connections. So I feel like it's just a, a valuable uh, aspect to have to your life in terms of being able to relate to someone else going through uh, such uh, another, uh, a similar experience and just having that uh, being, being able to create that bond is is a, a long-term benefit for your survivor relationship and your game so I think it just makes sense that people are going to uh, utilize that aspect of their life in a positive way yeah so uh, any other thoughts about the story arc so far before we move into talking about uh the characters we've established no i feel like we got those all covered up nice all right so what we're going to talk about here is uh, a little bit different in the way it's run down so i've got some uh tiers here of main characters supporting characters and tertiary characters as well as the confessional counts per episode for each cast member I'm going to take a shot at assigning people into these tiers. Now, some of them actually will have more confessionals than someone who is in a tier below them or above them. But, uh, you know, I'm going to throw some names out and see if you agree with them being placed into the tier. So for starters, uh, I think the mainest of the main characters we've seen so far is actually Natalie Anderson. What do you think about her being uh, as a main character? Well, I think it makes sense. They're, the production is trying to push this Edge of Extinction uh, twist and the Fire Tokens twist. So why not uh, make the person who's doing both things uh, extremely well the main character? So it makes perfect sense to me that she's uh, dominating. And you know the, the way that she's uh, accruing these Fire Tokens is I, I'm, I'm almost ready to write her back into the uh into the game it's it just seems like that's how it's going to go down yeah i i think at this point uh natalie seems like a lock to return to the game uh she has the most confessionals of anybody on the season so far with 15 total uh, an average of five confessionals per uh episode but with a high of seven and a low of three she as soon as I found out that Danny was the next person to go to Extinction, it became clear that Natalie was going to be running a Monopoly. Uh, Amber and Amber is pre-idol. She's never played with an idol before. Danny was in the season with the first immunity idol ever, but she didn't really have any exposure to that uh, when it came to looking for it. So it became clear that Natalie was going to have the upper hand here with Ethan added into the mix as well. She's going to get that fourth advantage and probably that fourth fire token, which will be enough to buy the advantage in the re-entry challenge for her. Yeah, I feel like a lot of Edge of Extinction is about who wants it more and who's going to want it more than Natalie Anderson. That's just the the stuff that she's built out of. She It's inherent She, in she needs yeah. something to light a fire in her, and she, she definitely has something to light that fire right now. Right, exactly, and uh, I, I, uh, and I think the, uh, the her success that she's already had out there is just going to propel her further. And the the people that are coming in now, I just feel like they're going to be too far behind in the count, and we have no clue how the, these fire tokens are going to factor into getting back into the game. Uh, but but if that advantage that you get uh, from them is big enough, I it just might be insurmountable. 
Yeah, and as, as I mentioned before with the quote about the fire tokens, with the winner being the person who's going to be able to utilize them best, I mean, with in lieu of anybody else, it seems like Natalie's going to be. So, it, you know, it's not too crazy at this moment to actually look at Natalie as the potential winner of the season uh, if we go by that quote only. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think you, you nailed uh, it right on the head. Yeah, so the next character I have here as a main character is Adam Klein. Yeah, Adam Klein. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think this is a factor where he's a main character because he's just been making insane moves. Honestly, uh, you know, in in the long, I could see him being a long term player in terms of making it to the end of the game, just because I'm not particularly liking his uh, his his winning odds, and I could see other players noticing that and thinking. Welp, I'm just going to grab this guy and take him to the end. Uh, I mean, maybe he could turn his game around like he did in Millennials versus Gen X because at this point in that season, he was similarly, like, uh, seemingly had no shot to win the game. But that'd be a crazy thing to do in back-to-back seasons for, for one player. Yeah, Adam has the most confessionals of anybody left in the active game with uh, 13 total. I think he's definitely uh, a main character for sure. As In regards to whether or not this uh, hit, what's been going on affects his winner chances, I'm actually not too concerned. While things don't look great with him being left out of the vote, I don't know if he's necessarily going to be an immediate target. He could be, but at the same time, what we've seen from Adam so far really isn't that different, like you said, from what we've seen in Millennials versus Gen X. Adam does have a sincerity to him uh, that you get what you get with Adam, whether it's positive or negative. The show hasn't been afraid to give us that. So even with it, everything going on so far hasn't been a great look, especially with last episode. I don't necessarily think it rules Adam out as the pers- as being incapable of winning the game. Um, it's really just sort of part of what Adam is about as a person and how they represent him on the show. Yeah, I feel like uh, this coming episode is definitely going to be a huge inflection point for his game because uh, by Jeremy taking that stand with Michelle and kind of not picking either Adam or Rob and going with their, we're going to vote out Ethan and then uh, make our move in the next in the next tribal council or after that tribal council it kind it kind of like left it uh wide open because you know Rob could look at it as well I took Natalie out you took Ethan out we're even let's unite or he could see it as well you're also kind of screwing me over here and uh and if I'm picking between the two I'd rather go with Adam and Denise because I feel like I could control them more so it kind of depends on I think how Rob wants to play it and how if Adam's able to kind of work his way back into the good graces there. So I think it's, that's kind of where the, the line is going to be drawn. Yeah. Adam seemed to be in a decent spot before uh, the whole fiasco happened. I think uh, as long as he can just focus on the social game, work his way back into the graces, he'll be seen as still a weakened player and he can ride that into the merge and beyond. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we should talk about uh, one of the other main characters I have here who interestingly had been presented as the close ally of Adam, but yet left him out of the vote. Uh, Denise. Do you have Denise? Do you think that Denise is one of the main characters so far? 
So you're saying based on confessional count, she would be just uh, what the show has given us from her. Um, I mean, I'm I'm thinking she's more of like a mid tier for me currently. I mean, mm-hmm. I could see the argument based on the fact that she has the idol and that she was heavily featured in that first episode. Uh, but I feel like she's been kind of like cooling down for the past two. Uh, mm-hmm. so I, I might move her down a peg, but it's the case where I think next episode is where I kind can kind of more form that opinion because I feel like they have to show her in this next episode if she's going to be a major player, just based on the fact that she left Adam out of the vote. So I think if she's important to the, to how the game is, uh, plays out in the long run, they're going to have to show that conversation where they work out what they're going to do for the long term. Yeah. Denise actually has only had five confessionals this season, but I placed her in as a main character because I felt like the content of those confessionals was, uh, a little bit stronger than you would expect for the just the lower confessional count there. Yeah, I feel like we get to sort of know wh- where Denise is, what her thoughts are. I don't think we've ever seen her really in control at all. But to me, she's felt like someone who we're meant to care about and be invested in, even if they're not necessarily a driving force right now in the narrative. Right. I mean, I'm, you know, my, like, like the only reason I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical, as I said earlier, like if your tribe is going to uh, tribal council, uh, it was, it was, is this, this is their third tribal council, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is their third tribal council. And if this is your third tribal council and you only really had one kind of huge episode edit wise in that span of time, uh, like I'm, I'm kind of a bit worried that you're not getting more content out of that like if you're i think if you're going to tribal council and you're winning this game you, you need to be getting a lot more hmm. but i don't know but i okay. i could see i, mean, I could I, see I, it turning. I, don't, I don't disagree i could see it turning but uh I, i'm i am a little bit worried all right well another main character i have which i i think you will agree with this one as well is uh boston rob boss oh yeah for sure boston rob is a main character on this season so far it it could be a case of he's going to be there for the long term i seriously doubt that or it could be a case we have boston rob here let's make the most out of him that we can you know as a as a production you know when you have boston rob you got to use boston rob you got to have him heavily placed in the edit he and it's not even like they're forcing it it's that he he inserts himself into every single thing that happens on that tribe and any tribe that he's on so it just makes perfect sense for perfect sense yeah rob is tied for third most confessionals in the season so far with 11 total he i think if we can get a confessional next episode with jeremy coming to rob or jeremy explaining to us about him protecting rob i think that's going to be great for the chances that rob's on jeopardy going into merge i think as we get into long-term threads there's something else that makes me think that Rob is actually going to be safe until Merge. But right now, he's definitely a main character. He is someone who, you know, we want to see him talk about stuff. Nobody can give a confessional quite like Rob does. He's excellent at just talking to the audience at home. And right now, uh, I'm pretty sure as long as he's still active in the game, we're going to get... I would be pretty surprised to see him dip below two confessionals in an episode. 
Yeah, for sure. You know, like I said, you have Rob, use Rob. Yeah, he, from what we've seen, he's played a pretty good game so far. I mean, I really loved in the Danny Boot episode when his strategy, from what we could see, was just hang around and play the game of trying to thread the the hoop onto the stick. And everybody just came up and talked to Rob, and he was just content to hang back and let people do that. You know, walked away to talk to people every now and then, but otherwise just playing his little game. I, I think it's a really special type of player who's able to just really hang back and let people come to them. And Rob so far has been up to his usual tricks with it only getting uh, the better of him in this past episode. Yeah, I mean, just looking at his game so far, people like one of the one of the bigger things about him is his challenge ability, and he sucks so far at the challenges. But despite yeah. that, he's he's making great connections because I think. You know, people are saying they're keeping Rob for the challenges, but if you look at it, I think they're keeping him because of the social connections. I feel like Adam thinks he has a great relationship with him. I think Jeremy thinks that he has a great uh, relationship with Rob. He obviously had Parvati and Ethan there. Uh, I mean, we haven't really heard any content in terms of Denise saying that she doesn't like Rob or or from... um, who else is there? I mean, Ben. Ben is really the only person that yeah. has said that I would like to get Rob out because he's annoying me with his chafing. alpha maleness. He's chafing. Yeah, he's with... he's chafing there. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny that when we think of Rob, we think of him as the strategic mind, the challenge asset. Prior to this season, where he's turning more into that uh, Superman in a fat suit, Colby from Heroes vs. Villains. Right. Exactly. But uh, you, the, clearly, we're start we're seeing that reading between the lines it's really his social game that's allowing him to be such a uh long living player in the game especially in a season where everybody's literally seen an idol of him erected across the waters yeah the only really bad move that he's had so far this season is not being able to keep danny on his side and uh and ensuring that the that her numbers stayed with him which traditionally would be the aspect of Rob's game where he's really good at when once you're in his alliance you feel like he'd die for you and I maybe that I, I I'm it's hard for me to fully put the blame on him there because we don't have any exit interviews or anything to go off in terms of why mm-hmm. Danny was feeling this way but if you want to nitpick that would probably be the the one thing I would point to yeah it'll be interesting to see uh where Rob is as the game continues forward. Right. Now, my next main character I have is uh, Ben. Oh, yeah, Ben. You know, actually, you know, hot take, maybe. I, I'm i liking Ben this season. I, I, you know, before uh, going in this season, uh, Ben was probably one of my least favorite winners. I, I didn't really enjoy him on Heroes versus... I don't even know what the other H's are. I'm just going to give up there. No, you, you, but, had it, you had it. Hustlers. <laughs> hustlers. But yeah, healers, hustlers. Boom. That's three. Uh, ah. But yeah, uh, yeah, he's really, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying him uh, this season, you know, between Rob owning him in that discussion, which I think, by the way, he kind of actually did pull off well, if you like look at what happened in the in the long term and i think he kind of didn't need to spill the beans there and him doing it in that Mm -hmm. way made rob feel like he's someone that he could put in his pocket so i think that was a good aspect and he did have like a little bit of a meandering uh 
tribal council where he uh was it that danny one where he kind of just like started you know talking from the hip and then uh everyone was getting on him and like whispering making it seem like like ben was going to be the new target he had yeah. so he's yeah. had like some pitfalls here and there but i feel like beyond that he's been able to kind of uh sit in the back seat and let everyone drive around him and just uh and not like be the one dictating which i think is probably the the best thing for him in terms of the uh making the long run in the game you know and i and i do think he has that gear in him so if he was someone that i didn't feel like had that gear in them i would be more worried but i do feel like he has a little bit of that there so i'm i'm yeah i'm, but- I'm liking what he's doing right now Ben has talked about wanting to improve his social game this time around, and it really goes to show in that everybody's talking to Ben. We see Ben in conversations with everybody when we have the montages of them scrambling yeah. before Tribal. He's really in the mix. Now, the way other people see him doesn't seem to be that great, but he's not considered uh, a threat by any means. Um, so I think Ben has done some great work there. I think Ben's problem that kind of we've seen so far is a little bit like Tony in Game Changers. He's a little... He's feeling a little hot. He's containing himself better than Tony did the second time around. Yeah. But, you know, he's he's itching. He's on fire. But he just kind of needs to stay cool. I think, like you said, I think Ben not calling the shots is a really great move. I think Ben calling the shots is actually not a great look for him because I don't think he can do it in a way that people respect. I mean, if you think back to the um, conversation he had with Chrissy where Chrissy, uh, Chrissy tells him that, hey, Ben, people are saying that you're steamrolling them. And Ben's response is, what? No, they're not. <laughs> uh, I, I, I still sense that side of Ben present. So yeah. him being the person to dictate, I think, is going to be really bad when he tries to do that. But so far, Ben, I think, has been uh, he's been doing pretty okay. Yeah, I mean, I think, he, yeah, he just needs to, you know, sit back, continue kind of being like that lovable oaf type of character you know, making making dance uh, gifts in the background. You know, just just do just be that Ben, and not the Ben who alienates everyone with your with your uh, intensity. And you know, just 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 calm down, like you're saying, and continue to wait it out. And I, at some point, he might, he probably will need to make the push, but it's not now and i think even when he does make that push he shouldn't be the the number one guy he should be the number two or three guy backing up mm-hmm. the push you know yeah ben actually is uh as many confessionals as parvati does good signs good signs yeah uh so that's actually it for me on the main characters on the sele tribe jumping okay. over i have uh as a main character on the call i have uh tyson I do think Tyson's a main character. He's starting to build this coalition a little bit. Uh, we got to see him making his push towards Sandra. Uh, I don't know if that's going to work out for him, but you know, at least he's kind of creating. I I think it's good for him in terms of uh, in Yule's in Yule's eyes, making it seem like Sandra is his number one target because it'll let Yule maybe relax a little bit around Tyson. And, you know, hopefully he'll kind of keep them around to play off of each other rather than go off after Tyson immediately. So I kind of I think it's just about, you know, how how that play works out. 
and we you know it might not been in the main in the main episode but you got to see some secret scenes with him bonding with sarah and other people Mm -hmm. and i think the longer that he's around the more dangerous he he becomes because he's just such a lovable guy like how can you hate tyson so i think that's the, the the best thing that he has going for him is his personality and the longer that he's there the more dangerous that becomes yeah, I think Tyson, um, as far as the him versus Sanders storyline goes, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not along the lines of that moment in Game Changers early on where we had Suri working on Deb and we got a confessional from Debbie talking about how, oh, I've got my eye on Suri, I've got her clocked, I've got her figured out. It ultimately didn't come to amount to anything. Uh, Suri and Debbie had really nothing to do with one another's blind side or vote outs with Debbie not even in the game anymore when Suri uh, exited. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's just sort of content to keep this person in our minds and maybe uh, play them down and make them look like they might be in trouble when they really aren't. Yeah, exactly. I think I think you're right on with that. I think Tyson got a really great opening intro talking about his kids and an emotional standpoint. Uh, interestingly enough, he's only had five confessionals so far. Um, but yet he still seems like he's someone important that the show at least wants us to keep in our minds. Yeah. Again, I think he has, he's, he just jumps off the screen as a character. So I think you almost mm-hmm. have to show Tyson, uh, if he, if he's, if he's there. Uh, so I, I just think that's a, a huge positive for him in the show. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm anxious every episode to, you know whether this will be the tyson vote off episode or not so mm-hmm. i'm hoping they're able to the this uh keep avoiding tribal council because i'm i'm gonna have a hard time saying bye to anyone on the on this uh the call tribe honestly all right so the next the call member i have as a main character is actually his uh equal and confessional count sophie who did not get a confessional this past episode episode three yeah, I'm 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 loving Sophie's chances this season. You know, because if you look at last season, I feel like Tommy uh kind of cooled off for a bit during his, during this point in the in the season because there's just so much going on between Fire Tokens, Edge of Extinction, they're not going to Tribal Council. Uh so it it, it makes sense that she's not being pushed in the forefront of, of the episode, but every time she gets a a confessional or an, an an edited segment within the episode, I feel like it's an important thing, and it's and she's coming off well. So, I'm I'm liking her odds just based on what's been shown on the show so far. Yeah, when we get confessionals from Sophie, and you know she's she is someone who's getting confessionals about her and her relationship to other people, which is always a fantastic sign in the show for a winner. It's always about her being the person who is presented in the better light and aware of how the other person fits into their gang plan. We, you know, we saw her talking about the alliance with you will be in greed for her because, you know, he's the nerd shield. He's going to be off talking about physics or something for the confessional with Kim. She's talking about how bad of a mistake it was for Kim to trust her for it. Um, So I think we see Sophie always sort of in a better light where, I'm not too worried by her going for an episode without a confessional. I still think she's in uh, a good light until the show gives us evidence otherwise that she might be in a pickle. 
Right, and I feel like as soon as Yule gets any information, it's going right to Sophie. So mm-hmm. th- that's almost a better position than what Yule's in because Yule's the obvious guy, you know, getting all the info. He's the he's the front man. Sophie's the side person, which is a way better spot because you're getting all the info without all of the risk. So I'm 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 really loving how she's playing the game this season, and I hope she's able to keep it up and uh you know for the long term. All right. So the next main character I have is Yule, speaking of him. Uh, do you think Yule's the main character so far? Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah. He's just gameplay-wise, he's he's dominating that tribe over there. The the, the way he's, you know, because Adam on the other, on the on the Sele tribe, he thought that he was going to be able to play Boston Rob against Jeremy and make all these these neat the efficient moves meanwhile Yule's on his tribe doing it perfectly by get, getting Tyson and Sandra chomping at the bit to to get each other out and they're clearly not talking Tyson and Sandra and I and I think after this uh after uh after this episode it seems like I mean, maybe that re- relationship could be remedied, but I feel like once you you target Sandra and she knows about it, it's really hard to get back into her good graces. So I'm really loving the way that that Yule is playing them off of each other, and you know, keeping uh, getting getting Sophie, who I think is the perfect uh, side person to to have in your alliance, your 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 right arm, if you will, and then he has his left arm in. Wendell and 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 Nick who I feel like are are also great pieces because they play logically and Yule plays logically so I I I think he's built his coalition and I'm liking the way it's going yeah speaking to him being a logical person I am a little worried in that he really only seems to be mostly uh strategic content but it may just be a facet of him being such a logical person that that's just sort of how he speaks where everything sort of seems to be presented in that light right like i remember from cook islands uh there there wasn't that much of a a, a personal side to yule shown in that show i mean there there were a few like breakdown moments from him like maybe one or two but i felt like it was just it it was more just typical survivor like i'm breaking down like the, like mm-hmm. once you're on an island for you know at that point maybe like 30 days or how however long you're gonna have your weak moments uh so i feel like if comparing the two the two seasons in terms of edit it, it seems pretty similar to me so far so i'm not i'm not too worried that we're not really being shown like that much type of content from him so far all right well much respect to my uh, Breadfruit King. Uh, very glad from the premiere to see him be so prominent from the get-go. And uh, speaking of Breadfruit, <laughs> my last main character I have on my board is actually Tony. What do you think about uh, Tony as a main character? My guy, my guy. I love, yeah. I love Tony. I love like Game Changers was a down season for him. I don't blame him. He was coming off, you know, such a high with with uh, with. Uh, What's what's the name of that season again? I'm I'm blanking. Kagayan. Kagayan. No, I'm blanking. Kagayan. He was coming off such a high from Kagayan. I, I mean, he was, uh, and then he he just went too big on Game Changers. He was he was uh, escalating the spy shacks. He was just running around like a chicken with his head cut off. 
he has Sandra there who who was an immediate foil for him who just like made him enemy uh number one persona non grata but I feel like this season he has Sandra on with him this time there's there's big targets like Tyson and Kim sitting right there big juicy targets he's got Sarah committed to him fully this time even though they never really got to play with each other on game changers mm. and now with, with Sarah getting th- this vote steal not to not to um you know sp- spoil any further discussion i just I, i'm liking i'm liking what tony's doing and he's just team tv great great television yeah uh tony really has been doing a great job so far at his goal of keeping cool keeping under the wire uh, i think he and ben are in sort of a similar spot of what they want to achieve for themselves in order to improve their game but i think tony's the person in a better spot to really uh keep to it uh he is that person who is tied with boston rob for third most confessionals with 11 so far this season i i really love tony i'm so happy he's still here you know i had predicted that he was going to be third out and hey he's uh fifth at worst yeah, you know, yeah, just great, just great. Keep keep it going, Tony. Sandra Shark, do 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 do. All right. So on to my picks for supporting characters. Uh, my first supporting character I have is Jeremy. J- wait, Jeremy for the uh, oh for overall. So now we're going back to overall supporting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, see this is one I would pr- I would probably push up t- to main, but. Uh, uh, it's it's a hard call for me to make because like I kind of see what what you're saying because like the other names that you did mention on that tribe have been a a bigger factor, edit wise. So it's hard for me mm-hmm. to fully make that argument. But but yeah, they I I uh I'm kind of, he's kind of like a tweener for me, you know. But in terms I, of what were you saying? Were, were you? Say I, I think he's in a spot where he's going to be pushed into the main portion of it especially after this last vote but i just think so far across these first three episodes jeremy's really been more of a supporting character who we're you know aware of and ready for him to step into the limelight yeah you know as i was saying earlier this this next episode is kind of like an inflection point for him or uh, like just after this vote because i think if next episode is a full as a a a focused jeremy episode and he doesn't go home and he's portrayed as the hero of the episode or the main uh, main character in that episode i'm liking his long-term odds but if it's a one where he he, he goes back into the background somehow despite mm-hmm. what happened then i'm gonna be more worried about it but i think it just kind of depends about uh it depends on what happens with the with the edit for him next episode and uh how he's portrayed yeah, he got blindsided that first vote, but it didn't really seem to paint him as being a bad player, mm-hmm. as being uh, idiotic or left yeah. out or out of the loop or poor, as uh, et cetera, what have you. He, it really didn't seem to paint him in a negative light whatsoever, and that's always a great sign when someone can be on the wrong side of the vote, but the edit doesn't necessarily punish them for it. Yeah, and um, and gameplay-wise, I'm I'm... I'm loving it, but then also I'm I I'm a, a little bit nervous for this next episode because I think the 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 safer move and maybe even correct move probably would have just been to to um 
you know, just get Adam out now. And then you would have, uh, you would have Denise and Ben still on your side as a four. And then you would have that connection with Rob as well there. If you wanted to go further with that, uh, ra- uh, but now him, uh, going, uh, taking Ethan out, you know, he, he left Adam out of the vote. So he might feel uh, less safe with him. And then he also left Rob out of it too. So it's going to be interesting to see how he mends those fences and, uh, and, you know, whether he's able to keep uh, Denise and, and Ben with him as a solid four or whether or not they are closer to Adam, despite going with him on this vote or whether Rob is able to kind of shake the apple cart and, push thing into push things into his direction so yeah i mean speaking of shaking things speaking of shaking things when in that first uh premiere episode jeremy's quote in his first confessional was when you rock the boat sometimes you fall out that could be a bit of editorial foreshadowing yeah i'm so i'm definitely nervous that he might have shaken the boat a, a bit too much here it, it, i i i probably would have played it safer here because playing it safer would have left him with way more options uh, for at least surviving to the merge or to the swap. But, you know, mm-hmm. um, he's, he's won the game before. So, you know, and he, and he's the kind of guy that likes to, to drive. He's the kind of guy that likes to have the power. So, and, and if he's able to grab the power and become the alpha on that tribe, I can see the benefits to to the move, but uh, it might be a bit too soon to start making power plays. All right. So my next supporting character from the Sele tribe is uh, Parvati. Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll talk about this one a little bit. Um, you go. You I go. feel that from the premiere, Parvati was definitely a main character, but over the past few episodes, you've really seen her sort of slip down. I mean, in the, the last episode, episode three, we... We saw Parvati be be discussed about everybody. Uh, they we saw Ethan talk about Parvati. We heard Rob talk about Parvati. We heard Adam talk about Parvati, and yet we only heard from Parvati once throughout the episode. Um, it's not a bad thing, especially considering she didn't go home. But it definitely seems like over time she has sort of slipped a little bit in terms of how much this, the story wants us to really think about her thoughts. Yeah, I you know Parvati. Great, one of the greatest players of all time. Uh, I, 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 I feel like her first episode at it was was great, but it definitely has slipped since then. And I don't know whether that is a critique on the like production, survivor production as a whole, not being able to know how to use poverty now that she's in this new stage of her life, or if it's a case of uh, editorial there's protection. Not, yeah, yeah, huh, yeah, or yeah, or or yeah. It, or a case of um, just her not having the connections that uh, would re- that that make her necessary to be shown, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's I'm concerned because if you're going to tribal council that many times and you're at the forefront of who could get voted out and you're not being shown saving yourself, it's more being shown people around her making plays to save her. I'm I'm worried for her winner odds there because I think if if she was winning this game and she was on the cusp of being voted out, uh, 
they would show more content of her making an effort to save herself rather than it being Rob getting the info, going to her and her just saying, well, let's get Adam out now. I think there, there would be more there uh, is which is, uh, is I, I feel, I feel weird saying this because I just have so much respect for her as a player and yeah, but, but yeah, it's definitely concerning what we've been shown so far in terms of her edit. Uh, I'm hoping it picks up though. You know, next episode is a perfect opportunity. I like I said, I think with this tribe, the way that that uh, last uh, uh, last vote out happened, this is this is going to be kind of like what sets the standard for what's to come on that tribe. I think this is a major point in the in yeah, the season. Give, given her premiere edit, I think as long as we don't go another two episodes with the continued dip for poverty as long as we pick back up uh soon i think we'll be in a good spot for her as a viable major contender going forward i do think something to note is that the show historically likes to have the intro confessionals uh be scattered among people uh in terms of how they place but typically you know an intro confessional is a good sign for longevity for the game we only got four this season. They were from Tony, Parv, Ethan, and Amber. Not great for two of those people already, but Parv did seem to have one of the better confessionals there where she talked about herself uh, wanting to rise like a phoenix from the ashes. Yeah. Which, yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, just like looking at her past seasons, though, like, you know, fans versus favorites, heroes versus villains, they squeezed every drop of juice they could get from the Parvati, from the Parvati, you know, uh, Tree. I know whatever tree or whatever, yeah. you know, they, they like what they, they use everything that they could from her. So that's why I'm so concerned here because you have a big character like her. I know there are other big characters there to also soak up some of the sun, but you know, it's poverty. Like if, if there's content mm-hmm. to show a poverty, they're going to show that. Like, so that's, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, I'm, I'm starting to question like whether or not it's, it's just like, she's not a factor or if they just don't know how to use her now, which would be a shame because, like, it's poverty. Come on. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's actually uh, my last of the supporting characters on Sele. Uh, with them being going to tribal council so much, I do have most of them as main characters. Right. You get uh, how to. Yeah. Yeah. So my first supporting character for the the call tribe is Officer Sarah. <laughs> Officer Sarah. Uh, yeah, this is one I could argue being pushed up to uh, a main because mm-hmm. I feel like in the previous, not this episode, last episode, in the previous one, we got to see the re-esta- uh, the reestablishment of Carps are, Cops Are Rust and, and uh, you know, with Tony and Sarah uh, getting their trust back into each other. And then this episode, I mean, I know you kind of had to show her because she got the, 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 um, the, the mm-hmm. reward of being able to sneak into the camp. So you kind of had to show that, but they made the most out of it. And like, to the point where even I disagree with this statement, but I, I saw probe said, this might be his favorite scene that he's, that they've shot in the 40 seasons of survivor, which, <laughs> which is a ridiculous statement like onto mm. itself. But uh. well, yeah, <laughs> I know exactly. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So, I, I think you can make the argument of her being pushed further, especially due to the fact that that tribe 
has barely been seen at a tribal council, which is a major, major uh, contributing factor into how the edit is is based. So the fact that they're showing her when they don't even need to show her at times, I'm I, I'm liking that. I'm liking that, and I think um, arguably she could be pushed up to a main. Yeah, you know, I uh, I, I feel like I like uh, all those arguments as to her being um, sort of more in the mix than I maybe I really think. Right, like like that's what I'm saying. Like, um, if if they were going to tribal, if they went to even one more tribal council and she got the amount of edit that she's gotten so far, I would be pushing towards side. But the fact that they've only been to one, and that one, and that one was almost kind of a a foregone conclusion. Uh, in which she didn't really need to say much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I would. I'm higher on her than aside at the moment. But uh, in terms of, you know, you, you only a certain amount of people can be main characters. Um, so I'm fine with the argument that you're making here of her being aside for now. But she's definitely pushing to main i could see it as soon as next episode her going up to that status okay well the next person i have is definitely more of a hot take considering that they already have 10 confessionals are in are in fifth place for the season confessional count wise but i have sandra as a supporting character so far now she was definitely very prominent in the premiere with seven confessionals but then she went to zero and three in the uh most recent episode what are, what are your thoughts on sandra's uh uh visibility as a character so far uh okay i'm like i'm like fine with that statement because i feel like the 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 edits that she's had in terms of like being pushed into the forefront was one because it was about the beef between her and rob and Mm -hmm. how amber played into it so they had to they have to show that especially with amber going home that episode and 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 that first episode as well so you have to show that. And then the second uh, part that I've seen of her getting shown is more about uh, like, this is her last time playing survivor. She's retiring after the season. So she's going to like squeeze the most out of it. And that was kind of like an intro into the shark, uh, mm-hmm. the shark moment, which they have to show, which was almost like 25% her 75% Tony. <laughs> yeah. It ended up so, being hijacked by Tony. Right. So, so, and then, and then beyond that, it was it was Yule telling her about Tyson targeting targeting her. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I I I I on from this perspective, I I do think you could make the the argument that she's a side character, and I kind of would agree with that because I'm it's it's hard for me to see how she's going to factor into the long term game unless they're just not going to tribal council. Like I I think um. She she might even have like it's she she probably has a two person buffer before she goes home on that tribe, but I could see it happening sooner than that. You know, if, if you know, maybe maybe she she's first on the uh, on that tribe in terms of next to go out, or she's behind Tyson, or she's behind Tyson and Kim. Uh, so there's definitely wiggle room there uh but yeah i think i'm fine with her with it being a side at the moment yeah i think a lot of sanders game comes down to uh to luck in the 
the team phase. And so far, she's been having sort of her customary good luck when uh, she's been able to win in the past. Where game changers, she was just in the position. Uh, Rob's in on the satellite track now, a big target on a team that keeps losing. Where eventually the luck's going to run out, and mm-hmm. the target is going to move to her. Yeah, because I think but, you... uh, that, that's oh, not yeah. happened so far. So, hurry, exactly. uh, Sandra. Right, because I think Yule peeps game. He knows. He knows what's up. You know, like I think he, uh, Tyson didn't even probably need to warn him about Sandra. He probably saw, like, she, Sandra. She plays logically, but she's able to make other people play emotionally. So, mm-hmm. I uh, and I think that worries Yule in the long run. So, uh, and uh, I think that worries pretty much almost every player. So. Whether it be a swap where I think she she would be an immediate target like she was during the game changer swap, or on this tribe, uh, I I think there is a possibility that Yule's just like, why not nip Sandra in the bud now? Especially if he feels like he has a good enough connection with Sarah and Tony where they wouldn't feel offended by that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I uh, yeah so. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with where we have her right now. Uh, there's definitely plenty of time for her to to swap that around. Um, yeah, so I feel good about. All that. right. Well, my last supporting character I have is uh, Kim. Now, Kim, I feel I have her supporting because in the first episode, I feel like we did have uh, some visibility to her as being a target. We had a story of her on the bottom not being used to it trying to figure out what to do and then in the following episode we had her with the idol and her game there i don't think it's been great content for kim to be honest but i think she's still a supporting character but just barely scraping the bottom of that bracket uh yeah uh this so this is one where i feel like she's a tweener between tertiary inside um mm-hmm. i i think for the first episode definitely she was side pushing on main character and then second one she was aside because you you have to show someone finding the idol and then that discussion with sophie that all has Mm -hmm. to be shown uh and then she did she got nothing this past step yeah zero confessionals nothing like i i almost forgot that she was still on this season like it was it was that bad in terms of the edit for her this past episode um And you can't you can't take too many of those L's without uh, there being some worry there. But uh, so I think one more episode of content like this, then I'm like pushing the eject button, pulling the parachute in terms of uh, in terms of her. Uh, but man, I, I really hope she's able to turn it around. Uh, you know, just it's Kim Spradlin, y'all. Come on. All right. So for the tertiary characters still in the game, uh, I'll do the one remaining on Sele. Uh, I have Michelle as a tertiary character. I think this past episode was a big coming out party for her. And while we've heard from her at the other two tribal councils, she really hasn't been, I feel like, a big presence in the game and is someone who's just beginning to step into uh, a bigger spot on the show. Oh man, this is hard because tertiary. Like, I'm fine with that because I guess someone has to be tertiary on Sele, and I think you of the people there, she's probably gotten the least amount of the edit. But the stuff that she's gotten, especially in this last episode, has been great in terms of I feel like why is anyone going to vote out Michelle ever? Why? 
one. And then two, I'm liking her mindset this season. I feel like she's, she's having great conversations. I feel like, um, when, when Rob came up on them at the beach, her and Jeremy, I'm, I mean, Jeremy probably played that a little bit better, but she played that well, uh, as, uh, well mm-hmm. as well by, you know, being able to kind of like, you know, abandon instantly abandon the, the side convo that they were trying to make up when Rob came out. Once it was clear, like we either just keep lying to him here or we cast our lot now and, and, and try to f- fix this, fix this situation. I feel like she did a good job of balancing that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so uh, I think, I think if, I think again, next episode is going to be a, a big determining factor for me. Cause they, they're going to have to show that tribe uh, post this, this vote out. And I think where things shake out here, if she is back into the background after this, then I'm going to uh, put it on notice for her in terms of, her being tertiary, but if she's uh, pushed more into the forefront here, I'm liking it. All right. Well, uh, this next episode, you know, does seem to be make or break for maybe how much of a maiden character she is in the season. But let's flip over to the other tribe now, where we have a uh, we have Wendell with two confessionals. Oh, Wendell! My God, man, this. Uh... Oh, Wendell. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know what? You know what? Um, This is hard because someone has to be in the background when you have so much stuff going on here. I mean, Extinction Island, Fire Tokens, biggest characters in the show's history, all playing at the same time, with a few exceptions, of course. Cough, cough, Russell Hansen, so-and-so, so on and so forth. But, um... Yeah, I mean, someone has to be in the background here, and it makes sense for a player like Wendell in terms of they, they're they not going to Tribal Council, he's not at the forefront of the strategy talks yet, uh, and there's really no reason for him to be, but the problem is I'm sure he's having these strategic discussions, and I'm sure that uh, he's in the loop, but they're just not showing him getting that information, and I feel like if he were a bigger player in the long run of this game it would be shown. Um, yeah. So I, I'm worried for my, my guy. I'm worried for Wendell. No, I, I feel like what we've got from him hasn't been too bad as the other remaining person on the call we have yet to talk about, but for Wendell, we at least saw him talking about his game strategy in his first confessional in the premiere. And I think the show has been mixing things up a little bit in the past few seasons. Uh, you know, Chris and Edge of Extinction didn't even have a confessional in the first episode. And it'd been, uh, it hadn't been since Tina that the winner didn't have an opening confessional in the premiere. Or at least uh, any confessional in the premiere. Now, there's some larger factors, obviously, with Edge of Extinction and him coming back to win at the very end. That yeah. helped dictate the course of his edit during the show. But... I think when you look to Island of the Idols and you look at Dean, I, I don't think Dean had his first confessional until episode three, and he was someone who kind of faded in and out of the background, but ended up becoming, you know, one of the major characters by the end of it and coming in second place. I think we're at the point in the show's uh, editing strategies where just because you don't make a big splash early on doesn't mean you become a major character later on, and probably means a little bit uh, worse in terms of winner potential for a season like this one. But 
I don't think it's a full death knell for Wendell as a main character, but at least for the time being, uh, Wendell clearly isn't important to the, sh- the story we've seen so far. Right, I understand that, but like getting virtually no content for two and a half episodes and winning the game, like, oh my, no, like I, even... I'm saying, I'm saying winning the game is probably not in the cards, but, you know, he could still uh, make it to the final three and lose. Yeah, yeah, like uh, like even like Tommy, like I feel like the... Um, you know, because his tribe was winning a lot of uh, winning a lot of challenges, and uh, there, you know, there was no reason for him to be shown a lot of times. But I feel like they would check in with him on like uh, on occasion just to be like, "This guy's running the game on that tribe." Like they they would just like show right, one right, thing right, where right. like, "I love Tommy. With he's such a swell guy." Like right, <laughs> there's none of that. a main character later yeah, on yeah i i agree with that i think yeah, there's definitely still I, I think just by nature of them dominating the the um the challenges so far they're they're probably going to get a stranglehold on the game if if the game sticks to tribal lines or if that um you'll let alliance hold so i think by virtue of that he's going to get con he's going to get an edit he's going to be shown at some point but um, yeah, it's disconcerting that um, you know, that these in these early stages, he's not even getting a whiff, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't think he's as doing as bad though as the last remaining player in the game that we have yet to talk about, uh, Nick. Oh, Nicky boy. He had uh, you know, uh, an important confession on the premiere talking about uh, fire tokens. The person who wins the game is the person who uses them. Uh, the best. He actually tied that into uh, an ending portion of that confessional where he talks about my chances to win this game got a lot much higher as a new school player. You know, right. pretty good uh, for Nick talking about hey, uh, this is what the new twist is. This is how it's going to help me and why. I think that's pretty good content for Nick. But uh, for the only other confessional he's had this season in, uh, you know, four hours of the show that have aired is him going, ah, yeah. it's, it's, uh, not a great <laughs> sign for, uh, old Nick. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, he's having fun with it. Like I saw on Twitter, he like posted that, like the edit of him in the past few episodes. It's just that one clip. And he, and he understands, I, I think he, he's, he'll be the first one to tell you, you know, being winners at war and having all these big characters, it, it would probably not be the greatest season if he's at the forefront of the show, you know? So I think he'd be the first one to admit that. So, you know, I don't, I don't blame him uh, for that. Uh, and I think it's just along with Wendell, we could, we, uh, you know, that's column a, you know, you know, column B is him. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not, I'm not liking the, the, the winning chances here. Uh, and, I'm also kind of just worried in general about him becoming, you know, a bigger character on the season. Uh, there's time yet, of course, but, you know, not looking great. Not looking yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, at least he's not on Sele and having this amount of content. Because now that would be uh, pretty terrible oh, at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah, like, you know what? Everything I said for Wendell applies here. It, the, there's so many factors going on in terms of the, the what has to be shown in this show with the amount of twists and the amount of things going on. And on top of that, they've only been to one tribal council. There's not a, a real reason for him to be shown on this, uh, on this, uh, in these past few episodes. So, 
if if he has anything going for him, it's that there's just been no reason for him to be on the on the TV screen. So yeah, far. and rounding out my uh, tertiary characters are the three other players on Edge of Extinction at the moment. Yeah, uh, I I think uh, in terms of the, those people, um, Amber. I'll just go like quickly. Amber, uh, I mean, I'm just gonna move on. <laughs> uh, Danny, uh, she she kind of blew up her own game slash. Well, mostly it's mostly her fault, but you know you could also push some of that on onto you know the the other old school players on the tribe as I had previously stated. But again, not much reason for her to really be shown at this point. Ethan, now now as far as boat watch goes, I had mentioned uh, in the last podcast that we would be uh, keeping track of how many confessionals Danny got. Yeah, uh, I had predicted uh, no more than three, and uh, she's had five so far. So. Good job, Danny. We'll uh we'll give you an update on boat watch the next podcast. Oh yeah, gotta gotta keep the boat to keep the boat watch. You will keep the lighthouse on, you know. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of Ethan, uh, I really liked where like up until this episode, up until the last five minutes of this episode, I really liked where Ethan was going. Like I I felt like he was gonna be there for a long time. Why would you ever vote this guy out? He's such a nice guy. I think he's going to get a, hang, a handle of the game. He seemed to be picking it up as things were going along. But, you know, it's just bad luck. You you, you weren't, uh, he wasn't close enough to, to Jeremy or Michelle to be protected. And the one, then the guy that has back, Adam, was on the outs. And, you know, just wrong place, wrong time. And you, you get voted out. It happens sometimes. And in terms of being on edge, I mean, with Natalie having such a huge lead in the fire token uh, race and her having being the first vote out, knowing how to play it from from then on is I think it's going to be too difficult for him to catch up there. And it's just really, really upsetting because I wanted I wanted Ethan on my TV screen longer. He's such a light. uh, He just added such a light to the to the season and. I and every time he had a confessional, I was I I was smiling, you know. So it's sad. Yeah, it was pretty painful at the uh, little watch party I was at to see Ethan go. Um, I don't think anybody in the room was happy at all for that outcome. I know, crushing stuff, crushing stuff. All right. Well, that wraps up our roundup of the characters and sort of what we've seen from them so far. Now. The edit and edgic and looking to the future, a big portion is sort of looking at, well, what are the long-term threads that we think the show has given us that could maybe be carried on in the future? And we're going to take some time to look at some of those right now, starting off with, I think one of the threads we've seen so far from one of our main, main characters is, can Tony keep his cool? Um, What do you think this sort of would potentially look like uh, down the line for the storyline? Uh, well, I think in terms of Tony keeping his cool, I think it's going to be about him, how him and Sarah play off of each other and mm-hmm. uh, how they're able to ingratiate themselves within uh, the uh, the with the within the rest of the players, like whether them playing together 
in the past and being close now is going to make them a big threat, big target, or whether they're going to play it as like they're not as close as they truly are and uh and they're going to make their own kind of like side bonds and then come together when the other is in trouble. So I think it's kind of going to depend on how they play it. And uh I think the thing uh, the best thing that he has going for him is that uh, he had such a poor performance uh, performance in Game Changers that people almost kind of think of him as like this sideshow character who's kind of like not he didn't like they don't they probably don't think he lucked into his win at Kagayan, but they think there's no way that guy's going to be able to replicate what he did there. Like he's mm-hmm. kind of like this just like huge oaf that's climbing poorly constructed ladders and getting like almost bitten by half dead sharks, you know. Uh, so I, I just think it depends on like whether he's able to continue being this like fun and light Tony, who's just a a fun guy to have around and to, to watch, uh, scoot around the Island. Uh, so, you know, hopefully he's able to, to, uh, to rein the more chaotic side of himself in and, use and use the 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 more positive aspects which is like his mind for the game so i think it just you know is gonna depend on you know what what tony we get each week i i think this is one of the long-term threads that i'm most confident is gonna continue to stay relevant so long as um tony's still in the game um, right i i think there's always going to be that question of can tony keep his cool can tony keep the low profile I think it was a pretty good quote in the premiere when Tony talked about the reason of doing this is because he wants people to lower their guard and then bam, that's where the sucker punch comes in. I think uh, from what I've seen so far, all signs point to Tony, I think successfully pulling this off and being able to land a big blindside. Now, anything beyond that, I'm not really sure, but I do think Tony is going to be able to uh, keep the low profile until a big moment comes. Yeah, and in terms of the edit, I'm 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 liking. I mean, they kind of have to show some of the content that he's doing just because he's such a fun character that mm. it would it, it would it would be a crime against like the television gods for you not to show Tony doing being Tony. But I like that, even though they're not going to tribal council. I know what Tony's doing. I know where Tony's head is at. I know who Tony is close to, and I know who. Uh, Maybe we don't know who Tony likes and dislikes on the whole in terms of like the entire tribe, but we know who he, who he's who his rider dies are. So, I, I I the fact that I can I can just look at Tony and know what where what's going on with him is a good sign in terms of his uh, long term viability. Absolutely. Now another uh, long term thread I have coming up is Cops R Us. Mm-hmm. Do you think Cops R Us is going to be a uh... A long-term successful alliance you know when it was first brought up by sarah they talked about you know as long as we can keep it together and not turn on each other it'll be all right do you think uh they're gonna be able to keep it together uh i think it's definitely in their best interest to keep it together because um for sarah individually i think the way that she won game changers was uh like the if you watch that season and you're not shaking your boots playing around playing the game with her uh like i like i don't know what you're thinking uh so i i think she needs to get the close connections where she can where she can find them and then uh for tony 
I think it's beneficial because I think Sarah can be that calming influence on him, like uh, similar to a Trish where she's like she's the good cop he's the bad cop you know because even though in game changers she kind of had a cold edit if you ask all the players who played that season who they felt closest to at the time it was sarah and i think in that um secret scene with tyson where she's braiding his hair and having fun you can you you get to see that a lightness to her and Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a great balance. So I think it just depends on how threatened people feel about the fact that they know each other from playing together before. And, uh, and I think the upside of that is that the, the, the uh, evidence that you have of them playing together, they were not close at all during that season. Uh, well, they were close briefly, but Tony of course turned on her. So um, I, I, I think there, I think there's a, a it's not like a Jeremy and Natalie scenario where she's she's referred to as like aunt, auntie natalie you know so mm-hmm. uh or auntie sarah in this case um so i i think they can make it work and i think it's in their both of their best interest to make it work as long as it doesn't become uh a um a burden to them later in the game when it when you know things start to come into greater focus all right well uh natalie on edge uh, we touched on this previously, but uh, do you think she's going to be able to continue her dominance full stop? Yeah, as, as we said briefly, we, we already kind of touched on this, but uh, I think, if it, you know, the amount of content that she's getting in the show, I feel like it's going to be hard for anyone to go on edge and just take it over from her. She, she's the president of Edge of Extinction at the moment. I don't think mm. anyone's played that better than her. Even Chris Underwood. This oh, well, I mean, he came back and won the game. So, I mean, it's hard for me to say that he's playing it. She's playing it better than him so far. But, I mean, I guess looking at Edge of Extinction from the point uh, where it was, where um, where uh, Chris was at this point, and where she's at at this point, um, yeah, she's just. I I just can't see anyone taking taking the the. Uh, taken away from the crown her. yeah the yeah. crown i can't yeah so i think front runner to 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 come back in the game at the merge where where uh devins came back at in uh in uh in in the uh in the original edge of Ex- extinction season and mm-hmm. um and i think once she gets back uh i i like her her, her odds in the game you know depending on uh how things are are going you know yeah, I think she's at this point a lock to come back in at uh, at merge. So I, I do think Natalie on Edge will continue to dominate. Right. Uh, next long term thread that the show has been asking us is: uh, Will Tyson be able to survive on this tribe being at the bottom? Do you think he can? Uh, yeah. So I think he can, but um, really, uh, I'm like I'm I'm almost like sixty forty leaning towards he will survive this uh this these setbacks that he's endured so far uh you know because um man this this is a hard this is a tough call honestly uh uh, yeah yeah but yeah i think he'll i think he'll survive it i hope he survives it i love love me some tyson um yeah, I mean, what do you think? I, I, I'm, I'm I think Tyson's yeah. going to be fine. I think it's just a way for the show to keep uh, him in our minds. I think he's not really in 
any real danger of going before the merge. And I think he's uh, there's just a way to spice things up for Tyson's edit. Yeah, again, it's hard for me to make really any calls on what's going on at the call. <laughs> I mean, in terms <laughs> of, uh, you know, because j- the by virtue of them only going to one tribal council, uh, you know, we... They they haven't had to have these like deep strategic conversations other than uh, him trying to like kind of scramble a little bit and throwing Sandra under the bus in, in hopes of uh, a uh, a uh, you know saving himself and even that uh, I wouldn't say it backfired it was kind of like a fifty fifty split whether or not that's going to work um, so uh he he's kind of in the in the in the immediate line of fire and i do think you'll identifies him as someone that he that is that is is a threat to his game uh so uh yeah just hopefully they keep they keep winning the challenges and i think i i think they're they're kind of stacked right now so you know uh the, hopefully he doesn't even have to worry about it for for a few more episodes all right Next thread set up is, uh, is Yule Free the real deal, Yule and Sophie? I, I think they are, for the time being at least, but I think there's a certain point where uh, Yule is going to be the person to take the fall before Sophie does. Right. I think the only existential threat to the Yule-Sophie dynamic is the cops are rust dynamic and whether, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, Sarah just got this vote steal advantage, you know, Uh if if the if they come together with Sandra, and and um you know maybe they they start to see oh Yule and Sophie are talking a lot and they seem pretty close to Wendell and Nick maybe we need to do something here with a Kim or a Tyson you know uh it, again this would take there there it would take a lot of loose threads coming together for them to be uh toppled. Uh, at the moment, but uh, I think at least for the short term, I'm liking them. I think uh, it, the, where it starts to become more worrisome is once you get to emerge, and it and uh, it becomes clear from uh, you know because like once once uh, they merge and then you get the uh, the other group here and they have all these personal connections from outside the outside of the game, you know uh, there could be a little bit more of a of a um you know 52 card pickup scenario where it's you 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 had all the advantages and all of the all of the power and then now it's all just played about and then people are you know kind of at a rush to figure out who's going to fill that void uh yeah so i think it's uh, i think short term for sure long term i'm gonna kind of wait and see but i i i'd be willing to bet on them all right now, the next uh, thread that I'm going to mention is actually one that made me – I was alluding to a little bit earlier about why I think one of these people is going to be fine. But I think there's a thread here that the show has established that maybe a Rob versus Sandra showdown. And for that to happen, I think that both of them need to make merge. So I do think Rob is going to actually turn out okay in the next few episodes and make it to merge. Um, I think similar to the Chris Noble versus Dominic showdown that – was being long teased in Ghost Island. I think even though this isn't as well established, I do think the seeds are there that uh, we are going to see it bloom later on. Uh, Sandra's first confessional in the season ended with her saying that she definitely feels betrayed in reference to Amber being there and Rob not saying anything. Um, and then in turn, the following episode, we get uh, Rob wondering 
if Sandra had anything to do with it, and that you know there's there would be hell to pay pretty much if he found out that it, that were the case. I do think that um, this is a thread that uh, will come to fruition a little bit down the line. What do you think? Yeah, I mean it's definitely been dormant since uh, Amber got voted out, and, uh, and and well, well, since Rob saw that Amber was voted out, and they had that like you know a little show that little brief discussion where he was wondering whether Sandra had a part in it. Um, mm. uh, I think I think it will come. I think it will come to some sort of head at some point. I think there that uh, even if it's not going to ha- occur naturally, I think that they're going to somehow make this happen. There's there's no way that there's there's not going to be some sort of Rob Sandra confrontation. Uh, I mean whether it be they're both on extinction somehow or. Or um, well, I think that's ne- that's definitely going to happen. They're probably both going to end up on extinction at some point. Uh, or uh, yeah, I think in terms of whether it's going to be uh, a merge, yeah, um, it's it's going to be tough for them both to make a merge. Uh, but there's definitely a world in which it happens. Uh, we were we were earlier questioning whether or not a tribe swap was going to happen. I feel like we're, we're going to probably discuss that later down the line. But um, yeah. I, Hopefully, hopefully it comes to comes back because you know that was that was a fun, a fun aspect of the show earlier in the season. Okay, so the next one I have here is uh, similar to questioning the Yule and Sophie pairing. Uh, we've seen the Adam and Denise pairing discuss. Uh, seems to be maybe a little bit in shambles after this Ethan vote out. Do you think uh, Adam and Denise that pair is going to continue to be uh, a thread we touch upon for the future? Uh, the Adam and, and Denise uh, aspect. Um, yeah. Uh, you know he's supposed I, to be the new Malcolm. Yeah. Uh, I think. I uh, so yeah. I think again. I think earlier I, I had discussed this ep- next episode or the 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 end of this tribal council being an inflection point i think it's also a major one in terms of the adam, adam and denise relationship uh, relationship because they were on different sides of the vote uh, on this one um he he did give back the the other half of the idol so now denise has a whole idol mm-hmm. uh so she doesn't really but need he, him from that aspect what were you saying but he does have that information he does have that info but uh i I like. I don't think. De- I think Denise still likes Adam. I think. I do think that she, she w- would be fine working with him still. Uh. Yeah. I. I think. I. 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 It's gonna. It's. I, there's still. A, there's. It's still gonna be a factor. I feel like. In terms of the the long term, I think there are other pairs that are going to have a bigger stake in how the show is played out long term. Uh. But. They have value for sure. There's value there. Uh, I I don't see Denise getting voted out anytime soon. So Denise on her own, for sure, is going to be a big factor. I think it just depends on where Adam goes from here and how he's able to come back from the setbacks that he suffered in this latest episode. Well, on the flip side of the Cantoni State Cool thread, we have the Ben is a Wild Card thread, where I think ultimately it is going to become a little bit too much. And uh, personally, I think Ben is going to find himself taken out of a result. Uh, do you think Ben is a Wild Card will continue? And so, how do you think it's going to shake out? 
Yeah, so I think I think the that Ben is going to continue to be kind of on the on the outside looking in from a lot of these relationships uh, because I I he doesn't really have that person the person bond with anyone like an Adam and Denise or or now a Jeremy and Michelle or boss a Boston Rob and a Parvati at least on that tribe and and then also him being on the outskirts is a little concerning because he's known for his advan- his, his uh, skill with uh, finding advantages. Uh, so I think once you get to emerge, if he's not tightly linked to anyone, he could just be an easy merge boot type person where it's like, well, no one feels particularly close enough to Ben to save him here. So, and we know that he's, he has this uh, skill set that will become a, a real pain in the ass uh, down the line why not just get him out here so from that perspective i am nervous for him continuing that wild card stat uh, wild card status but then it, it could go the other way where the two sides are so set where they're like i'd rather go with the the devil i know and ben rather than kind of uh vote him out here and then j- hope that i'm able to uh grab control from the other side so it kind of i think it 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 depends on whether people want to court him or whether they're like let's just get him out here he's an easy vote and i don't i just don't want to deal with that nuisance when it when he when it when he's uh at final eight final seven pulling out idols left and right you know Mm -hmm. yeah it'll be interesting to uh see can ben really reverse that trajectory that other people seem to have uh in their minds about who he is at least from what we've seen on the show exactly exactly all right now this is a little bit more of a minor long-term thread but uh when jeremy first got the fire token uh and then the advantage from natalie there was the prospect of getting revenge for nat you know it really doesn't seem to be mentioned again i don't think we even heard about the fact that he has an advantage again since uh with the ability to leave tribal whenever he wanted it did that come up in the past episode and i'm just forgetting it no it didn't it didn't yeah so jeremy has the uh safety without power now this was offered to janet last season and uh, she didn't take it. This she this is uh, where she was the only person to actually refuse an advantage at Island of the Idols. But uh, we actually did see this advantage come up in season four of Australian Survivor. Uh, it's interesting to watch it come in play and how it's utilized. Now in Australian Survivor, you could actually play it on somebody else. I'm not quite sure if you can do the same here. But Honestly, I almost kind of wonder if Jeremy got his revenge already by blindsiding Rob to take out Ethan. Uh, do you think Jeremy's revenge is a legitimate story thread? Uh, Jeremy's revenge. Um, no, I feel like that's fallen out of relevance uh, because I think he's starting to look more in 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 the long term game where mm-hmm. him him just you know going after Rob for petty revenge would would not work out well for him because. Once you vote out Rob, Jeremy's the obvious biggest target left on that tribe, and then uh, it it just become and then and then you have you'd have Parvati wanting to go after him. You'd have uh, who else? Who else would probably be? I mean, I could see Adam thinking, "Oh, Rob's gone. Why not 
why not me uh, be the person that you know takes over the game why not and then he'd have denise there ben's closer to adam than he is to jeremy arguably um yeah i think i so i think it makes sense for him to kind of uh quell that rage for a bit and and think of it more of i'm i'm gonna vote you out but not now i think i think down the line for sure he's going to take that shot but it's too early for him personally other people probably should want that shot to be taken but from jeremy's perspective i think it makes sense to keep rob around for a little bit longer all right well the last long-term thread i have uh as a potential story arc moving forward is uh sarah's vote steal um and that was the focus of the last episode because she just got it but do you think uh sarah having the vote steal like she did in game changes is going to pay any dividends uh, I could see, I could see it doing, uh, could see it working out that way. Uh, she knows how to play it. Obviously, she did it well in Game Changers. Um, I think in terms of uh, Decal, they they could use that to take in, take control of the tribe. If if Yule's trying to, you know, play some games in terms of uh, going after Sandra, maybe they get wind of it and they use the vote steal in some sort of fashion. Blah blah blah. I think that would be too early for to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's definitely going to be a factor. It's there. I mean, like I think I think it's too early to fully make the call whether or not it's going to be relevant. But I mean, it's relevant in the fact that it exists. And uh, yeah, right. Well, uh, to talk. Do you have any other long term threads that you think the show is teased? Uh, long-term threads uh, no I, I feel like we I think we covered all of the the major ones I think uh the, the only other major long-term stuff I really see is like you know the the people not getting huge edits like the Wendells the Knicks the Kims uh somewhat Michelle's you know you know whether it's just a case of there being so much stuff that they have to show or it's the case of them not being a factor into the show. So I, I think it's going to be interesting, uh, interesting to see um, whether or not it's going to be the type of edited season where people have flow uh, flows of where they have a ton of content than no content, or if it's going to be the kind of thing where the people that have the sustained content throughout the season are the main characters like it has been in most of seasons in the past. Yeah, um, I, I definitely feel that with the edit so far, it has been pretty interesting and definitely a little different feel than what we're used to seeing in, uh, I guess, a newbie season. Um, it, that sort of continuous spread somewhat. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it flows, as you said, uh, for everybody. But yeah, beyond that, I felt like we covered uh, all the, you know, all the major, all the major right. long term. Now, uh then to recap some of the prior predictions from last episode, I had thrown out that the first four boots in order were going to be Sarah, Nick, Tony, and Rob. And, uh, you know, let's check the scorecard. None of them are uh, on edge of extinction, so very wrong there. Yeah, I feel um, like, uh, yeah, uh, I feel like uh, when we made, when, when you made the, those predictions, I somewhat was like, oh, those are okay predictions. I think we were overestimating uh the people wanting to go after these big targets but i think looking at the season we we under we underestimated the fact that um that 
everyone views uh, views himself as a big target themselves. So they're kind of thinking, do I want to go after these big fish or do I want to keep them around so that down the line when we're making these votes, um, they're the target and, and, and I'm not the target, you know? So I think that's the way people are thinking about it more this season. And this is probably yeah. the only form of season a winner's season where people would be thinking like that i feel like in a typical all-star season or a newbie season if you're a big character this early in the show watch out you're 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 probably going out sooner rather than later especially if you're not a, a huge challenge person like a sandra but um i think it's flipping flipping the other way with the being an all winners cast and everyone viewing themselves as the big kahuna you know yeah i think the second and third votes were a little bit along the line of a safe gameplay with amber and then danny where we saw people pretty much unite and i think they were uh i think amber was unanimous as well right right yeah we saw two unanimous votes back to back where look the target landed on them people were okay with it they didn't want to rock the boat and they just went out where natalie and adam you know a little bit more people trying to have their own agendas pushed. It'll be interesting to see as we move forward. Do we get more safe gameplay of people just sort of rallying and not wanting to uh, rally around one person as the vote out and not wanting to change things up? Or are we going to get more people trying to really set things in motion for their own game as we get closer to emerge? Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Any, any another other another prediction we had. Uh, for was for storylines we had an amber rob storyline predicted that was pretty much a gimme uh we did indeed have that uh we had sandra's queen storyline very much had that in the premiere haven't necessarily had it that often although we had a little bit of it flare up again with uh sandra hearing that tyson was going after her right uh, an emotional storyline for ethan yep um a little bit there had Yule as the guide to fire tokens, uh, very wrong there. Natalie has been our guide so far. Um, in retrospect, you know, Yule being the guide probably would have meant that he was the first person out. So glad that that's not true. Unfortunate. Um, yep. I I had predicted that the tribe swap slash shuffle would be coming next episode, which uh, looking at the next time on Survivor does not actually uh, seem to be the case normally this is something that they always like to put in the promo for the next episode but there's not one present so uh maybe there still is a swap next episode but based on uh past history maybe maybe we don't get that next episode after all yeah i'm intrigued Uh, to see i'm kind of i'm honestly um part of me doesn't want to swap because i i love to call so much and i don't want any of them to be put in risk <laughs> and uh especially like you know the the yules of the world uh but i wouldn't mind a little bit of a shake up here you know just to, you know just to see where things fall you know yeah if uh it's it's tough but that's part of survivor surviving those tribe swaps now, uh, I'd also predicted that people would pass on Edge of Extinction and not go at all. Well, the joke's on me. It's not a choice this season. You can still choose to raise the flag while you're there, but you just kind of have to go straight there now. No uh, no surprise at choice for you to make this time. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. It, yeah, you know. Yeah. 
Now, in a long-term predictions, I had predicted that season 41, the next season that they're going to be filming at the end of this month, March, would be All-Stars. And uh, based on what we've heard from Redmond from Inside Survivor, spoiler alert, that is not going to be the case, it seems. Uh, what he has heard is that the entire season will be newbies. And uh, so, you know, pretty surprising to me. I, I was willing to place down money that 41 was going to be All-Stars, but looks like I... Uh, Made a smart, made a smart financial decision by not doing that. You know, hopefully it's not a, you know, a Nicaragua. Even though I kind of like that season, low key, but yeah, hopefully it's uh, they're able to follow at least somewhat decently. We'll see. Yeah, uh, looking like it's going to be big shoes to fill, no matter what. Yeah, I I would not want to follow that season. <laughs> All right. Now, I had predicted also that we would see 15 total idols this season, and so far we are at two with Sandra's idol, which I believe is set to expire next episode, and uh, Denise's idol, which has no expiration date. Yep. Um, yeah, that's... that's. Oh, man. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. So she, she has one more week of idol safety, Sandra, even if they lose a challenge. Yeah. Ooh, not looking good for Tyson there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so hopefully they avoid that tribal council. All right. Uh, now getting on to the future predictions, I'm going to take a stab at uh, the next three boots. Uh, to my knowledge, there's not another double episode or any double boot episode in between now and then. So the next time we talk should be right before the merge. Um, I believe that the final pre-merge boots are going to be in order. Kim, Ben, and unfortunately, my winner picked Denise. My Whoa. my thoughts, yeah, my thoughts on Kim. I think we're gonna see uh, Dakal go to tribal just one more time. Uh, I think it's pretty unheard of for one for people to stay in the two tribe phase and one tribe only goes to tribal once by loss the entire time. I know we had and Palau one tribe go by force when both tribes had to go to tribal council, but I don't think we're going to see another uh, slaughter like that happen. I think uh, Kim is the person who's really at the bottom. I don't think Sophie is going to give her the idle half back. And just based on where we've seen, she's only got sort of worrying content so far. I think Kim is going to be the person to go. Yeah, I, I I like your logic there. I mean, and then it makes sense based on the edit that we've seen from her so far. And, um, yeah, it's unfortunate, but uh, not not too many places to hide this season. Yeah. You hate to see it, but uh, I think that's what we're going to see. Now, my thoughts on Ben, I think the wild card, uh, like I said, will blow up, and I think it will be sooner rather than later. I mean, it could... I think he could maybe go to merge and be the merge boot, like you're saying. But I think that what thinking about who is going to go from Sele, if I think Rob is going to be safe to make it to merge to go against Sandra, I think Ben is going to be someone who is going to blow up his own game ultimately. So you think that Adam is going to be able to bounce back from this this horrid performance? I do. I think he's very much a main character and not in a way that he's going to be a shock pre-merge boot. I think it's still possible um, when we talk about – well, I'll tie this into, um, into Denise. For a while now, we've sort of seen that the person who goes right before merge is someone who 
is somewhat prominent in the edit to an extent, has a good amount of confessionals just to rattle off some people. We had Jack last season, not the best example, um, but before that we had uh, Edge of Extinction. Wendy was the person who was last out before the uh, before the merge before the merge episode, and she was very much a prominent character in the edit to that point. Season before that, we had Lursa, who was definitely in there. Ghost Island, we had Bradley. Healers was Healers was Hustlers. We had Ali, Game Changers, uh, Varner, who had as many confessionals as Sandra did that season. Yeah. Uh, I think. Denise could maybe move in that route, but I could also see it being Ben, to be honest, who has a little bit higher of a confessional count. But I think we are going to see someone on Sele who is a little bit more in the forefront, but not at the true forefront of visibility going. So, like, okay, so by... Yeah. So by, like, seeing, analyzing what you're... So are you predicting that Jeremy and Michelle are going to team up with Boston Robin Parvati and for the and take and take the stranglehold on that tribe. I think that's kind of what they both want anyways considering that they were both trying to protect their respective sort of uh shield on this last vote. I think that is probably what's going to happen. Uh I think she would be blindsided as lay down God and some of the players who uh, based on what we've seen so far maybe going to be someone who really makes the long haul after all all right I see um yeah I can okay I can I can hear the argument I mean I don't know like because uh, I'm thinking if it's going to be if it's going to be Boston Rob, Parvati, Michelle, uh, Michelle, and um, who, who am I? Who am I missing there? And um, Boston Rob, Parvati, Michelle, Jeremy, <laughs> and Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking if that's a four, they're all kind of united by being mad at Adam. <laughs> so so yeah. I mean, he would have to do a lot of damage control here to to salvage that. I mean, because. Parvati hates him. She was like, I wanted to swallow him up and spit his bones out on Extinction Island. Rob just got, he tried to big time Rob. He, he tried to big time Boston Rob. Jeremy and Michelle, he snitched on them. Like, I don't, like, I, it's gonna, like, he'd have to do the, 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 the groveling of all groveling to, to, to re- remedy this for, for that to work out. Uh, so, uh, I mean, if that's going to be pretty up, good at groveling, if they te- if they team up and and Adam is able to to salvage that, I mean, more power to him. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> well, who do you have uh, as your predictions for the next three boots? Next three, um, if I had to predict next three, I think I I like your where you went with Kim. I feel like that's a that's an a, a, a vote out. You think she'll be um, next, or I think she's next if they go to Council. Oh, well, uh, hold on, hold on. Let's uh, let's not be fancy Fensersons here. Uh, you know, are you just saying like predict- next in general? Okay, okay. If we're go- are you saying pred- oh, so this is like in order? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just saying generally next three. All right, fine. I'll, okay, I'll say Kim first. Then I'll say uh, I'll say. Damn it, that's that's tough. 
I'll say Adam mm-hmm. is second. Oh man, I don't I, like I don't like that call, honestly. And then third I'll say Ben third. No, uh do I want to say Ben third or do I want to say uh Man, this is rough. Um You know what? Screw it. I'll say Sandra. Kim Adam Sandra. Yeah. Just Kim Adam All Sandra. Right. Uh, what made you go for, uh, Sandra's the final, uh, pre-merge boot? Well, because I think once they vote out Kim, uh, I could see it, I could see it as, uh, they, they want to keep Tyson around. Oh, man. Yeah, you can now I'm second. I'm kind of second guessing it now because yeah, now that I'm thinking sure. about it, I'm thinking if they're getting, once you get to that third vote and you're close to a merge, why would you want to keep Tyson around who's close to Boston Rob if Boston Rob's still there and versus Sandra who hates Boston Rob's guts and they and Boston Rob now hates her. So it's kind of like, would you rather go with the guy who's clearly going to probably jump ship and join that other side or would you rather keep Sandra who's who, who it's in her best interest to stick with you so Oh, uh, shoot. I'll say, I'll say, oh, man. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Denise because she played her idol when Adam went home. And so okay. I'm saying Denise. Kim, Adam, Denise. Yeah. All right. Uh, So we agree on our placements for Kim and Denise, but uh, we disagree on the second person with me saying Ben and you saying Adam. Yeah. All right. Now my uh, my next prediction is that uh, no swap. I think uh, you know while it's possible that they could still be in a swap next episode and didn't show it, they could even do a swap at fifteen and do the seven seven with one person going to exile and they find a new advantage or the fire token or what have you, and replacing the person whoever goes. I I think we're just gonna grind it down to the merge with the tribes as we see them now, similar to how they did it in uh, Heroes versus Villains. Uh, an interesting point that would happen if this uh, came true with that, that would mean that Sophie played twice and never uh, experienced a tribe swap. Uh, pretty interesting oh. to think about. I think she'd be the only person in the uh, U.S. show that uh, achieved that. Yeah. Um, uh... I think there's gonna be one swap, uh, but I'm not. I'm not confident. Think it will be? I, I like. I think at the sevens. I think seven seven. So they, the, you think there's gonna be a swap and then one vote and then merge? Yeah, I think it's gonna be one of those kind of deals. Okay. Um, I, just off the top of my head, I think the no swap seasons are one and two, obviously. 5, 10, 20, and 22, 23. So I think this would be the only eight time no swap has ever happened and only uh, six time overall since a swap was introduced that there was none. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Definitely first time since um, South Pacific if there's no swap that they brought out this uh, back to basics. Oh, format. Right. I mean, the reason they they stopped doing it was clearly that they hated the uh, the paganging that happened once the merge vote was decided. Right. 
exactly. But uh, yeah. I guess they, you know, they trust that in a season like this, uh, people are going to be playing uh, fluidly enough that it doesn't really matter. Exactly. Yeah. There's so many personal relationships and other things to factor in that. Yeah, things are way too fluid for it to be. Um, uh, for them to be concerned about that type of stuff. All right. Well, that's it for me on uh, future predictions. Do you have any future predictions for the next batch of three episodes? Um, nothing else. I mean, uh, I, the only th- really thing I want to revisit is uh, winner picks. Like in terms of like who's your number one, who you think's gonna win the game overall. I think mm-hmm. when I uh, my initial winner pick was Jeremy. Uh, who, what was yours? Mine was Denise. Mine was yours was Denise. Uh, are you? Do you want to keep that or do you want to change? It? I mean, of course, Denise is still oh, going to be your over. There, there's no change. There's no changing it. I'm not saying you're changing it, but I'm saying in terms of like if you had to pick a person right now for the, the uh, who who has the best chance to win, like right now. I'm not saying you're changing it, but I'm saying right now, who's your winner pick in terms of best, like, from what you best seen chance or the, doing some edic either both either if you have a, if you have two separate answers give two separate answers if it's one answer i'll take that one answer i thought tyson was in a really bad spot i do think he's probably the most likely to win now based on the uh content i've seen it's not That's a done take. deal but i i think he's been really he's gotten really great content um and then That's if you That's just hot. That's a yeah. hot take. you agree that's a hot take. I um, I, I don't think it's Tyson. I don't think it's Tyson. I mm. would. I'd go. I mean, I go Sophie right now. I mean, I I do. I was about to say I do think Sophie's in a really great spot. Yeah. Um. I just feel like we haven't seen anything really emotional content-wise from Sophie. This but, is all, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I I don't I don't hate that. I definitely think her and Tyson are, for me, at sort of the forefront of who is actually going to win. If you know you're doing this early edic, um, I, you know, hopefully, like in a normal season, by the time we get to episodes, you know, six through eight, we'll we'll have it pretty uh, narrowed down. But right now, I still feel like it's a pretty open field. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Well. Um... Is there anything else we we need to discuss? I feel like we 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 covered everything. Yeah, I, I I think we're good. I think we're good. All right. Well, it's been a it's been a, a great uh, three episodes. Um, I'm looking forward to see where the season goes, and um, wonderful talking to you about the about winners of war. Yeah, you as well. Uh, you know, hopefully next time we talk, uh, we're just on the cusp of merge, and we've got a lot of fun predictions to uh to make and uh be able to look back at pre-merge and look forward to the future with uh hopefully some clarity awesome all right well uh well from uh, lawrence and eli this has been another episode of